This is Talking Hardcore, the podcast for people who love hardcore history. You study history because it allows us to understand the present and prepare for the future. I'm not trolling. And I love it's, it. I'm, I'm just pointing out where they're wrong. The Talking Hardcore podcast is presented by Ace Industrial Solutions. Are you in need of skilled trade professionals for your next project? Look no further. Specializing in commercial and industrial buildouts, floor coatings and coverings, high-speed concrete polish, floor cleaning, shop blasting, painting, energy efficiency, and pallet racking. With a proven track record of excellence, they have become the industry leader. To find out more, please check the link in the description. You're watching Talking Hardcore History Trivia Addendum. <laughs> if you just rip off Scott, everything from his format. Oh yeah, we're totally gonna do that. If you just if you just watch Scott beat me at Talking Hardcore History Trivia Logical Insanity My Edition. First win. His first win. He it wasn't particularly close. So I'm twenty five percent. I mean, he won by two, and that was with Matt giving me a little bit of a, a gift of an answer. Cool. But he did give you a gift of an answer anyway. Now we're gonna give you our thoughts on logical insanity. <laughs> Does that sound good, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Okay. Now, Logical Insanity, if you if you haven't listened to it, it's one of the older episodes from Dan's uh, back catalog. It's episode like 44 or something. It's a Blitz edition. In that episode, Dan talks about the um, basically how we ended up to the point where dropping an atomic bomb on the Japanese actually made sense. And how that's kind of crazy. Sure. Yeah, that is crazy. So I mean, there's something something struck me about the when I was listening to this episode. <clears throat> so I've heard this twice recently now from this episode, and then in an, in an episode of the Martyr Made podcast hosted by Daryl Cooper, which is an excellent series, excellent show. And he was talking about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict um, uh, recently, and so the same theme came up: is that this is in an age when atrocities were commonplace, like the war on the Ost Front the, in the East. Like, you're just Ugh. wiping out multitudes, you know, and like bombing raids that would destroy cities, you know, thousands of bombers. Atrocities were commonplace and fairly well accepted. And then Daryl Cooper's perspective was that, you know, um, the Israelis sort of uh, came into uh, their country and their power as this age was fading or else they probably would have gone and wiped out all their enemies as well. And it would not have been a big deal. But then Dan also says that, and it, we don't really understand how horrible it was to calculated decisions and practically the genocide that was made so coldly and calculatedly by people like Curtis LeMay, who is frankly a war criminal in another community of mine, a friend of mine who lives in Sweden was talking about, um, he was talking about the, the, uh, the conflict in, in the Middle East right now, the Israel Hamas war, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, he was talking about, well, first of all, he was very terrified to be part of NATO, right? He said, our people didn't get a decision in this, like it wasn't voted on really or anything. And now we're at the whims of an American president about whether or not we go to war and our, we're, we have a conscript army. Like he's, he's not happy about it. But he's also talking about um, just not dehumanizing people and, 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 uh, or he he was he was talking about um he was talking about uh, bombing civilians as being the people who make the decision to bomb the civilians as being war criminals and I I, brought, I said straight up there were people on the Allies side who would have been right there at the tribunals swap them out for Gehring 
if the Nazis had won the war. Like they were doing exactly the same thing. And he said, yeah, but that was in response to Nazi atrocities. Nazis set the rules. First of all, letting your enemy set the rules is a really good way to mess yourself up, right? Um, and and second of all, the the so Dan talks about this in um, Ghost to the Oz front. He says that the Allied bombing of cities like or the firebombing of Dresden was a response to the Nazi bombing of cities like Rotterdam and and uh, in 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 logical insanity he talks mm-hmm. about London. Um, but there was just a regular campaign of incendiary explosive gas bombing going on every day over there you know there were there's these big standouts that were retaliations but it was basically the program air 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 power was a new thing they were figuring out how to use it it was very very inaccurate even with that norden bomb site they weren't hitting their targets well enough you know what i mean not even close no maybe like 30 percent of them and then the rest of them were miles away and so it was really, I mean, the carpet bombing, you know, and um, yeah, this is not something nowadays, every single life that is lost is broadcast. Every single life that was lost back then is absolutely as precious as today, of course, but it's just a different world. And you know what? I, let me, Go ahead. okay. So my thoughts on this, and as Dan was going through this episode, it absolutely matters who started it though. It does. Well, let me jump in. It real absolutely quick. does. So it's just like when you were, you you referenced the that the current war between uh, Israel and Palestine or Hamas, you know, you can say you're letting you know you can't let your enemy determine the or dictate the uh, how the war is going to be fought. But at the same time, how did Hamas start with Israel? Just just recently on October sixth, seventh, seventh. Sorry. So, I mean, but, yeah. you know, you can sit here and say, oh, well, you can't let your enemies dictate how the war is going to be fought. But at the same time, they came out and just murked a bunch of civilians. At the same the time, is, it's the, it's human nature. I don't th- think there's any way that it doesn't happen. The thing is that murking you can't civilians. can't tell your people that you're not going to hit back in kind. You you you, you no, just can't. You, it won't you, work. You, you, you can if you have. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to both of those things. So first of all, murking civilians is a strategy of Hamas, whereas murking civilians is a detriment to Israel because Hamas has yep. no credibility to lose on the world stage, and and Israel is already seeing eight well, nations at at latest count um, withdraw diplomatic ties from them, and that translates but, right into money right into money from the White House and support and all that kind of stuff. But and support from America what you just said. Is not true. Hamas does have, st- unfortunately, they've been getting billions of dollars of aid. They get aid from Iran, and they also have real and estate that they hold from the and, United States. And it looks and like somebody's sh- bunch of places. And it looks like yeah, from yeah, you donate to a Palestinian charity to go straight to Hamas. It goes yeah, to Hamas, it, right? that, that's and we know that's it. From, and we're different. still doing it though. Right, right. We're still so, doing it, even right, though but, we but, know but, it. But Iran is not withdrawing its support for Hamas because of October seventh. Whereas one hundred percent, that's. You're right. Is, is, not. Is really, the, the Israeli response to October 7th is seeing support withdrawn worldwide. Now, but the what other thing... choice do they have? I don't know that there's a better way for them to fight Hamas. And I'd li- I, I, I like I understand how people think that there might be. But all of that is armchair quarterbacking. Unless you're over there in that was, situation. So I am not a military person, and there is yeah, me you know, either. That's the problem. Okay, right. So I listened to Jocko Willink on this because he spoke at length about it, and there was an oh, alternate yeah, I'll way. To check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He's been on. He's made the rounds lately. So um, he talked about there. He talked about this specifically. Now, as far as tactics, you know, there's various ways you could have done it, but it comes down to a formula, which is yes, 
instead of destroying this building, I'm going to risk the lives of a few more out, few, few more of my guys. And that's a freaking tough decision to make. And I take it very seriously. But up the chain, up the chain, up the chain, big picture, it is more important to do it that way. And I would have that conversation with my men, and I'd say, look, we're going to do it this way. It's going to be harder, and probably some of us are going to die, but here's why we're doing it. Now, two, George, he said you have to respond in kind. That, well, I don't okay. mean okay. – I guess I didn't okay. mean in kind like that. I mean you okay. just have to respond I understand. Hard. You, you do – right. Because you're obviously they're not going to go raping right. and pillaging. Right. But right. they're going to have to respond hard. I, go I ahead, understand. Because I, I said which, that, and I meant – I thought no, instantly. I, That's I, not I, exactly I understand what, I what you mean, and I wasn't going to hold yeah. you to that word, but exactly. I, I, I do. Right. So the response yeah. is based off your sentiment, not your yeah wording. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the emotions of the Israeli people on October eighth were, you know, hugely furious, of course. And the leader of the country needs to acknowledge, reciprocate, and act on those emotions. But he needs to have the actual campaign be intelligent. Bibi Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu messed up there's all the intelligence failures there was the drawing of the troops mm-hmm. in this cabooses in the southwest all this right. stuff as soon as he, his usefulness as an extremist wartime president is expended he and the top idf guys are gone like their political careers and their military careers are over like they, they, he knows that that gives him incentive to keep you know unleashing the fury now that's problem per, too. If, if that had not been the case if he had done everything intelligently and this still had happened he would have had more political credibility to say to his people look I know you're furious. I feel your pain. We are going to respond to this. We are going to do it in a more intelligent fashion that will not isolate us from the entire world and cause hell of civilian casualties and make us be the bad guys all of a sudden. But I think you but, might be uh, wrong but, in thinking that they could have done anything that wouldn't have isolated them from the entire world. I think I there was a lot of negativity against they Israel built done. up anyways, and it would have been a hard fight to maintain credibility. Right. You know, I mean, if, but if, uh, if, if they had immediately there was if they had immediately started crushing it in the humanitarian department, evacuating civilians, doing everything possible instead of just like but how okay, would they gonna, evacuate civilians without going in there? It, it, right, uh, uh, set up channels, they, sh- set up uh, passages. But they did set up safe, places for Hamas or they for closed, Palestinians they, to the, go to. The border crossing was closed. They were bombing no, but they the border up, crossing. Hey, you guys need to leave they these areas. They were bombing areas. refugee camps. They were bombing. No, well, every, oh, like, maybe, Matt. I don't know how much of that any of that I can believe. No, that's confirmed. And I don't know. No, no, that's confirmed. Like I'm not. I'm not. Well, I, confirmed I, I by deep, who? Yeah. yeah, but by the well, confirmed by who? I by don't the IDF. Know. Hold on. By the IDF. Well, then now. Yeah. The next question believable. is: <laughs> If you allow civilians to leave. What's going to stop Hamas from blending in with those civilians and leaving? I, that is the kicker right there, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Scott, because right. that's the thing. So the only, there's the no only thing, easy answer the only, here. There's no easy answer. I think they would, you know, a lot of Hamas people would stay because once they get into Israel, what are they going to do? They don't have weapons to keep fighting. Their well, job is to keep Oh, no, fighting. they could suicide vest. They could get in there and then go raping and they, stabbing. They would get Hold right on. to the border checkpoint cross post, cross, cross, crossing post where they were stopped and searched and those suicide vests would okay so what if they just get over there and then find a knife and go stab someone because if you get to heaven that is the part you you get to heaven the part that jocko willink was talking about where it's going to be harder and we're going to lose more people but it's going to be better i mean i don't see how you can tell your people hey we need to risk your mother's life and I don't think they, they would. These, they these certainly would not have all come. They would have all come into Israel. The world looks at us yeah. as yep. as as usurpers anyway. And they wouldn't have all come into Israel, like you know, they could apply more pressure no, to Egypt. But and, I mean, yeah. look at what they just did in Israel, right? Look it's what a, it's they a just hugely did. complex situation. Like, it's so difficult, yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. it's hard to see. <laughs> I don't blame. Listen, I don't blame Israelis for not valuing an innocent Palestinian more than an innocent Israeli. That's human nature. 
Because I can tell you this. I don't value an innocent Palestinian more than I value an innocent American. I don't. And you know what? I'm not ashamed by that. That's that's human nature. Okay? I value first, I treasure most. There's an order of ascension here. Okay? And it's my family. Then it's my friends. Then it's my fellow countrymen. Okay? And then it's everybody else. So if I have to pick whose life I'm willing to risk, other people outside of my countrymen are going to be further down. And that's, I don't care. It do, I, don't, I don't give a shit if that scene is old. I don't give a shit if that scene is as, as antiquated. It's human nature, and it's okay. Well, the, the one thing I wanted to bring into that, so Matt, when I said that you know Hamas would, could just easily sneak out with civilians, Hamas would not stay to fight because they know they're going to get the floor. They're going to get mopped with the floor. They're, right. They're going to be just, they're just going to be destroyed. That's why they're not picking a face to face fight to begin with. Right. I mean, they, they know. So they this can't... is a logical insanity podcast addendum. Yeah, and now we're doing an Israeli Hamas podcast. Saying, they, they, they just know they, they can't win sometimes. a face to face fight, but it's so a very I, similar thing. Yeah. It, it, so bombing their buildings isn't really, Attacking them either by that logic because well, they would have already fled, which I believe they're under well, those buildings. Then they, did, then they did state of state of fight. They stayed in their tunnels. Well, yeah, because like you said, so but but that but that was because you said you know they weren't allowing enough of them to leave, right? Well, enough allowing civilians, to leave. allowing civilians to leave, right? But how do you know who's the civilian? Yeah, that's that's the tough part. And, you know, that's, and, 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 and Jocko a, can yeah. sit here three thousand miles away and say, "Hey, you're going to have to risk some Israelis to win this." He's talking about his own. Scene. He's talking about for speaking from personal experience sure. in combat sure. in Iraq, and and he might be right because that's a different situation. The rest of the world is is whether or not they are right. The Israelis have to feel like everybody else is going to hate them no matter what. Look at the history of Israel and the Jewish faith. It, there is an immediate bias there towards Israel, so you know that's why they needed to go. Way further in like yeah. humanitarian aid but it's and like hard doing to sell things. That, Instead of but, yeah, yeah. Elon it, it, talked it is hard about to that sell it. on Rogan, right? Elon talked yeah. about that on Rogan. Like they, he should have they should have hit hard and then super overcompensate with kindness as well. And maybe they could do that. Well, kind of like how we wiped the floor with Japan and then we stayed and built it back up. But you I mean, have somebody, to wipe the floor well, with them first. Somebody is going to. to so somebody is going to rebuild that place, and it, currently Israel is just now beginning to accept responsibility, their occupation, and then, you know, there's talk but, about the Palestinian Authority coming in, but they don't really have the credibility or confidence. Competence. Mahmoud Abbas, the leader of the Palestinian Authority, is not well-liked in Gaza because he's seen as being a collaborator with the Israelis, a Zionist. Um, the UN might have a hand. Like, who knows? It's up in the air right now. And you can't trust the UN anyway, right? Anyway, <clears throat> logical insanity. So we are living in a different world than the bombing campaigns that took place most regularly um, Which during is the good. Second, second World War. Thank goodness, yes. And the conversation about atomic weapons needs to include those bombing campaigns so that people really right. understand what was going on. The fact that so many people don't know about the fire bombings, you know, and and really what? Pe- Sorry, Scott. I'll, I'm going to say this one thing, and then we're going to let you talk for at least three minutes without interrupting. <laughs> I don't need to talk for three minutes. Okay. But okay. But if anybody wants to question the the morality of the the atom bombs in Japan. Go listen to Dan's description of the firestorms. 
and then decide whether or not the atomic weapons were actually bad. If we were doing something that literally created a hurricane force winds of fire, and we were doing that regularly, it doesn't seem like atomic bombs that ended the war yeah, were so, the wrong thing. So were the British... That's Germans. what I'm saying. And they the the Germans didn't still they didn't they didn't secede they they didn't stop. Exactly. That's the problem. Concede is what I meant. To yeah. Say. Concede. That war there, was bananas. You the, had there, two yeah. regimes that were unwilling to surrender when it was obvious they were losing. Yeah. Because it was an ideological war, and they knew the ones in charge knew that they committed so many atrocities to start the war that there was no getting out of it if they surrendered. Yeah. So instead of surrendering as would have happened in all of the other European wars, I mean, look at world war one, Germany right. surrendered when they had troops in France. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hitler did not surrender when it became obvious because he had no out Yeah. because the shit they were doing was so bad. Right. That it was better to just let Germany get bombed to hell than to yeah. surrender. Yeah. He Same with the Japan. Terms. He set the terms, yeah. And, and the point was for the Allies to make it so horrible, so awful for the enemy that they would surrender, but it just kept not happening. So they just kept doing it. And, you know. Right. It's just, it's just... Because they were ideal. Any other country in a reasonable time would have surrendered before that. Or once one or two of those firestorms, right? They would have surrendered. So one thing that just said, Matt, is you're, thank God we're not living in a time, you know, basically to where we're, where that's not okay, where that's not okay. But I'm going to tell you, Matt, and I, I, I know we've, we've had this, the same similar discussion. And I'm going to tell you that this again, if it came to the point where let's just say America's back was against the wall and we had no other choice, I guarantee you the gauntlets would be thrown and we, it would just be all-out total massacre war. We don't care anymore. Yeah, that's any country. I'm just I. You're right. No, you're 100 right. And that's what I my, I thought there was. The reason we don't have that now is because we don't need it right now. But Europe before World War One, or before World War Two, was war was very civilized. Yeah. For a while there, things were. Dan talked about in this episode, right? The soldiers would get up and they would go and they would fight. But the generals could talk. They were it wasn't it wasn't total war. Now you can't say that about the Romans. Okay. No. You can't say that about the Romans' conquest of the of Europe. Well, it's a little different. But that's the point. By the time we got to the late Middle Ages, the early, you know, you seventeen, eighteen hundreds. War, they were kind of civilized. Look at the way the the British fought the revolution. They did not fight a total <laughs> war. And if they did, they might have won. Oh, no, they would have won. They might have. I'm sure they would have. But, but war was much more civilized and between think, civilized countries. And I think the the Russians were at the point of total war. Like even even how they handled minefields. They just we just act like it's not even there. Well, the Germans well, with the penal, well, because the penal, they didn't have the a choice. Battalions would be sent to them. Yeah. Right, but yeah. the Germans <laughs> were fighting a total war, and so were the Japanese. Sure. So once those terms are set, 
you can't fight an opponent that with two hands behind your back. You just can't. I'm just uh, though that's my point. No, I mean, and I agree. So where you know just. just but I, you're right. It would get that way again. It could very it easily. would. And what would you want? I mean, you don't want, nobody wants that. That's bad. That's bad for everybody. That's probably bad for the fucking, that's bad for the planet. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if uh, if America's back was against the wall, and I know they've war game this a ton of times where right. nobody will actually press the button to fire the nukes. I'm telling you right now, I think somebody would press the button. You could come up with a situation where somebody would. For sure, it's a possible scenario. It's just very, very, very unlikely. And one of the main reasons it is, is because luckily for us and probably the world, America is so safe. Yeah. Right? Like, realistically, we're never getting invaded. I mean, in, in the foreseeable future, we are not getting invaded. Mm. And then, okay, but let's do, let's just wrap this up and then we're going to do another short <laughs> podcast, okay, that we'll start recording in a minute. But Matt... Let's wrap up with your thoughts on the episode of Logical Insanity. I think it's it's a very important piece of history um, that should be remembered and appreciated, not only in the context of the atomic weapons uh, conversation, but just to remember how bad we were not so very long ago. Henry Kissinger just died. He dropped more bombs on Cambodia than in World War II. Scott, you're yeah. just talking about how if it went there, we would go total war again. That was total war 30 years after the Second World War. But the world has changed, and these atrocities are more decried nowadays. That's an absolute good thing. The The atom, the atomic bomb, has instituted an age of peace, uh, but it is a peace under fear. Yeah, uh, but that's the very, only kind yeah, of peace right. that really works. It is. George, George, and you said your loyalties are family friends countrymen i i think that's the same for everyone around the world and perhaps if we saw through our differences and saw ourselves more as a human family then you know absolutely a peace without fear i agree that that would be great i just don't know that it's ever actually achievable but i'm rooting for it matt i'm a a realistic person but i'm not willing to put my head in the sand (laughs) and believe that it has already happened it's achievable if we have something to fight other than ourselves, maybe, but then as soon as that was gone, we would be fighting ourselves. Sure. Sure. And That's... honestly, if you look at nature, I don't blame humans for that. That is nature. My... We're monkeys with machine wolf guns. Packs don't join up and, and create a wolf empire. Sure. They fight each other. You know what kills the most wolves? Other wolves. And it's not close. Right. That's, that's, all of nature. So the fact that we're doing anything better about killing each other than just being able to kill each other more, and we're trying to get to a point, kudos for us. I think we should give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back as humans that we at least see each other most of the time as something worth preserving and trying not to kill. Because, And we shouldn't assume that other cultures see that way. We should not assume that because there's a lot of cultures that don't. Now, in the West, luckily, we do have a culture where we value human life. And some other cultures have that, and we need to spread that because that's the best way to get to that piece that you're talking about, Matt. But until everybody's on the same page, the only way to keep the peace is through fear. 
We need Independence Day. You need to be strong. <laughs> There's Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum when you need them. So really what we need is we need fake aliens invading. No. That's, what, that's what the UFOs are. That's what the UFOs are, according to the podcast Dude. I listen to. <laughs> oh, which one? Which one? Oh, that I was uh, that. That, that was actually Sean Ryan um, interviewing okay. a guy who claims to uh, – he was a Marine and he was the in South America. Marine? Yeah, yeah, he was like – And uh, he fought no, on uh, Mars? He, he was in South America, and he claims to have seen some spec ops dudes uh, using a UFO to do human trafficking. So that was a Wait little a wackadoodle one for me. I'm going to check that out. There's a, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a guy that says he was a space Marine, and he was fighting in, on Mars. Well, he's okay. definitely against the human UFO, against aliens. I think it's a That's... combination of medications that might have been no, that might have got around. This guy looks legit. Matt, though. now why are you jumping to conclusions? Maybe he really did. <laughs> This guy looks legit. Matt's just a bigot those. against space murder. I got it, dude. I got to show you those. Okay. Those videos. So let's end with this thought, because I never thought of this until you guys just said this, and it's great. Is the government faking UFOs? No. To try to get us all on the same page. That's literally the narrative that I just referred to. That that, that, that I know. That, that's that, what I'm saying, Matt. That, 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 that's there fascinating. Was, that there was I a legitimate. I never heard that until yeah. you just said that. There was a legitimate crash. They salvaged it. They reverse engineered it, and now there there is going to be a large Independence Day type of invasion. And then, like the Americans will be like, okay, world order, boom, we're handling it, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That that is I a very very huge conspiracy theory. That's that's yeah, in the, the, in the woodwork. Is nobody would buy it. Hold on. They'd all say. This isn't real. Until an alien standing in front of me, I'm not going to believe it. Wait, this guy's so, name is that's the problem. Randy, Randy Kramer. I thought you were going to say Randy Quaid. No, saying he was he went a little, <laughs> aliens. He went a little wacky. He lives out by you. Saying he was fighting aliens on Mars for 17 years. Hey, man. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I got it. Randy Kramer. Okay, but everybody, thanks for tuning in for this Talking Hardcore History Trivia Addendum, Logical Insanity. It's a bit of a downer episode. Um, because turns out people nuking each other and firebombing each other is a bummer. Hmm. But I'll end with, I believe that the nuclear weapons saved millions of lives and not just Americans. They say nuclear weapons saved Japanese lives. They saved Russian lives. They saved European lives. They saved American lives. Nuclear weapons probably saved more lives than anything in the history of the of humankind so far. And that's going to be true right up until they blow up the world. So if we can avoid that, then nukes were a godsend. That's my thought. I think... Uh, you you know, should I, just say, that's a great point, George, and then we'll end. That's a great point, George. All right. But I like it. I like I, when he says what I tell him to say. I didn't say. say we were going to end, though. Damn. Well, I, I'm going to edit this how I, I, think, I want. So. I think the, the, it's great being I the editor. Inevitably, <laughs> the firebombing... And this is even said, the firebombing was much worse than the nuclear bomb. The, the problem with the, the what the nuclear bomb did was wipe something off the face of the earth in a second. That's the difference. Yeah, right? but it, the, the, the real difference and the reason it resulted in the end of the war is because it was one plane dropping one bomb. Sure. When sure. they could see thousands of planes dropping bombs, you're like, okay, well, that took a lot of work. Yeah. When one plane wipes out a city, they're like, well, we can't keep fighting now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it ended. All right. Thanks, everybody. Matt's yawning. That's our cue. Thank you. <laughs>